When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 306, McMonagle here with you on the fan, 877-337-6666. Me and Chris with you, rolling with you for another two hours till 5 o'clock the warm-up show. You can also hit me up on uh, Twitter or X, whatever you call it, at CMAC, W-F-A-N. Um, so obviously as the Giants, let's get into a little bit of football here. Spoke a little bit about the Yankees, obviously coming off the Nick game, if you want to call about either of those two topics, as well as the Mets, who, again, who should go get Montgomery. There's no reason not to. Um, as the Giants and Jets, so the Jets made some news. Uh, Langan Tomlinson released, freeing up some cap space. I think they have $24 million in cap space after the new NFL cap uh uh, number had been released with the highest increase in the history of the league. Um, they have about $24 million in cap space, which is 18th in the league right now. They have some options there, whether it's to add a wide receiver, right? That's what you want to do. You got to build, build that team around Aaron Rodgers. Take that 10th pick and draft a weapon, draft an offensive lineman, do something, go out in free agency, add offensive linemen. You got to bolster this offense in any way you can. But the Giants at six here as we start to watch the players run around in their underwear at the combine. And some of the quarterbacks aren't throwing, right? Right, Jane Danielson, uh, Daniels, excuse me, is not throwing. Caleb Williams is not throwing, not that the, the Giants have a chance at him. Drake May will be throwing, and you're going to hear names come through like right now, right? The hot name already is J.J. McCarthy. That's the hot quarterback name already that everyone expects to move up boards. That, you know, Harbaugh and that offense and that run game didn't demand him to be flashy. He didn't have to put up big numbers, but we're going to see a strong arm. We're going to see an accurate arm. We're going to see a winner who made big plays in the big moments. Like, he's already the talk of the quarterback that's going to be moving up. He won't get into the top three, but just a few weeks ago, you would have put Bo Nix and you would have put Michael Penix ahead of J.J. McCarthy. But now it seems like he's solidifying himself as that next quarterback in that second tier, which the Giants might find themselves shopping in with the sixth overall pick. And we'll see what they look to do. But a lot of talk recently about Saquon Barkley. And what's going on with Saquon Barkley is they announced they will not, you know, or the you know, the Giants are not gonna franchise tag him. Which to me, again, when I, when the season first ended, and the question was what it is every single year over the last five or six, what do you do with Saquon Barkley? What do you do with Daniel Jones? Those are the two men who have been the talking point of this franchise since they've been drafted. And for me, when it first, when the offseason first happened, I thought, oh, yeah, you tag him again. That's the thing that makes the most sense. But the more and more I get away from it, the Giants are 100% right. This is why I mentioned that him and Pete Alonso are in a similar spot. 
Uh, he's just the the season ahead of what Pete Alonso still has yet to do. But I think the Giants are handling it just as the Mets should be handling it. Let's say Quan Barkley hit free agency and see what's out there. Because I have a sneaking suspicion he's not going to like what he finds. I think a running back off of the injuries he's had every single year, despite his you know, unbelievable talent, at his age, giving a running back a second contract is something that the NFL, not just the Giants, but the NFL don't want to do. I don't think you're going to find many teams looking to pay Saquon Barkley a lot of money. Let him hit the free agency market. Let him determine what his well uh, his worth is. Let the league determine what his worth is. And then if he comes back with you with what his worth is and you want to pay it, I suppose I'm open to it on some level. But I think it's time to just move on from Saquon Barkley. I've been saying it a while. I like Saquon Barkley the person. I love Saquon Barkley the player. I think he's a, a real leader for this team. I think he's beloved in the clubhouse uh, or the locker room. And I think that he would be a, an asset to the team. But I'm not, you know, this upcoming season for the New York Giants, for me, if I'm looking at it, you know, if I'm playing Joe Shane right now, if I'm being the GM of the New York Giants, and my vision for this team is to draft a young quarterback, that's what I'm looking to do. Whether it is a trade-up situation where Jordan Renan of ESPN has, has talked about, others have talked about, the Giants are open to move up and trade for a quarterback. I don't know if that's going to present itself. I don't know how that's going to, you know, doesn't necessarily mean the other teams right there, you know, don't want to take their quarterback. And obviously now you're hearing clearly, which what I think we all kind of knew, but there was some thought with the way the team talked about it and the players wanted him in Justin Fields. It sounds like Chicago's definitely taking, you know, Caleb Williams one, not looking to move that pick, looking more to move, uh, uh, Justin Fields, which I heard Evan today suggest that the Giants should trade for him. That makes absolutely no sense to me. I like I like Justin Fields. I do. I think he's better than people think. I think once he determined that he, you know, it was about saving his career, he didn't care about proving he's a, an, a legit pocket passer. When he came back from injury this year and just let his natural ability take over, the Chicago Bears were one of the best teams in the NFL over the last half of the season. They were. They had a disappointing final week, but, I mean, they went on a run. And defensively, since they traded for Sweat, I mean, they were really a def- different team defensively. And they played really well down the stretch, including Justin Fields. But for the Giants, it just doesn't make any sense. I, you know, you're going to have to pay him soon. I'd rather draft the quarterback and, and, and develop him from the beginning. I don't want to take someone who's already had a couple of years of poor coaching in Chicago and bring him here and, and try and change it and then have to pay him in a year. Like I I just don't I don't understand and we don't even know what he is exactly. Like I just it doesn't make much sense to me to trade for that. I would trade up to take the pick. I don't want to trade I don't want to trade for another quarterback in this league. I don't know if it makes much sense. I don't think that I don't think that trade option is out there that makes much sense for the New York Giants. But to me, I'm drafting a quarterback and I'm playing Daniel Jones this year. And yeah, it's about winning on some level. I don't want to just throw away this year, but I'm looking towards the future. And Saquon Barkley hasn't impacted winning enough right now, let alone in the future. 
I don't think committing a long-term two, three-year deal, which I think would be crazy, uh, to Saquon Barkley makes much sense for this giant team. If he wants to take a one-year deal that's favorable, I guess I'd be open to that, but why would he do that? I just, It doesn't make much sense for me anymore for the Giants and Saquon Barkley. It's time to move on. I'd, I'd much more focus on getting uh, you know, uh, Xavier McKinney under contract. I'd be more focused on other things for this team. I'd be more focused on getting an offensive lineman. I'd be more focused on you know, improving this defense. I'd be more focused on getting other offensive weapons who are younger. And drafting a running back later in the draft. I like Saquon Barkley. He's an excellent football player. He does. He just hasn't impacted winning enough for the New York Giants for me to be falling all over myself to make sure I keep him. Let him hit the free agent market. If he comes back with a deal that Joe Shane can tolerate, then sign him to a two-year deal with the ability to move on from him next year. I'm open to that. But that's how you should handle Saquon Barkley. It sounds like it is. I thought early on just franchise tag him, keep him one more year. Uh, but honestly, you could probably finagle his, his contract a little bit more if you give him a two-year deal. And then you can move on from him next year if you feel that's the best course of action. But as we get ready, for me, the question is, again, the Giants at six, I'm going to say something that's probably going to bother people. And I, I was thinking about it more after a discussion yesterday with a caller. I think the Giants should draft a quarterback or a wide receiver. I mean, you're looking at this draft right now. I, I think they should leave the offensive line alone. At least in the draft, at least with the sixth pick, should I say. Because you look at it, I think you can argue. And, you know, I saw Daniel Jeremiah's new list of top 50 prospects. Uh, some, you know, different things around the league. It is believed that th- these three wide receivers... Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Malik Neighbors, and uh, Rome uh, Adunza are three number one franchise-changing wide receivers. And if you can't move up and get that quarterback, or that quarterback doesn't fall to you, and you can't get one of the top three that you love at six, like say, let, let's just go with prevailing perception that those the three quarterbacks are the best three quarterbacks and that those are the only ones worth a top six pick, and the Giants would not reach there and take a J.J. McCarthy, which I would be in favor of. I don't care. If the Giants draft a quarterback, I'm all on board. I don't care who it is. I don't personally love J.J. McCarthy. I don't. But I trust Brian Dable and Joe Shane to draft a guy they believe in. So if they draft him six, that means they believe in him. I'm all on board. But... If they can't get one of these top three quarterbacks that seem to be worth a sixth overall pick, I do not want to go to a place of perceived, you know, overall need, which they do need to improve the offensive line. But we've seen them, you know, fail at drafting offensive line picks as well. Like I just I I I I don't think as much as we all talk about the trenches and oh you need the run you need the offensive line, there's other ways to get offensive linemen. You can draft offensive linemen later in the draft. You can hit up free agency, you can make moves. It doesn't have to be that sixth pick. It is very difficult. I know apparently Justin Jefferson is sort of, there are people who are talking about him possibly being on the trade market. I would doubt very much that Jefferson would be uh, moved. You, It's hard to get these guys. You get these wide receivers, you don't move on from them. 
I mean, look at what happened with, you know, I know A.J. Brown right now is, 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 I guess, part of the issue in what's going on in Philadelphia. But, I mean, the Titans are going to ruin the, ruin the day that they, they moved on from him. Like, you do not trade number one wide receivers. You get them, you hold on to them. I understand that, say, that you know, we the, the Giant fans remember having one in Odell Beckham Jr., and it didn't really impact winning that much. I get it. And he became, you know, a little bit of an issue. And most fans were happy to move on from him. But if you're telling me that one of these three wide receivers are game-changing wide receivers who can get down the field, make plays, score touchdowns, impact the game on that level, and especially if I'm hoping to either pair it this year or next year, eventually I'm going to get a young quarterback that I'm going to give an attempt to take the reins of this team. Because that's what Joe Shane and Brian Dable do. They draft and develop young quarterbacks. And ultimately, they have to do that. Otherwise, hiring them was a waste. Like once Daniel Jones got hurt again, right? Once, Okay, you want to bring him in here to try and change Daniel Jones or at least give Daniel Jones a shot. And it worked for one year. I mean, he didn't throw touchdown passes or score a lot of points. But he played well enough to make the playoffs, got hot down the stretch, and then was brilliant in a playoff game. And the Giants won a road playoff game last year. And it was a great moment for them, and considering where they had been over the last five or six years, it was a crowning achievement of the decade. But then the regression of both Daniel Jones and the team, and now the neck injury again, and now a blown-out knee, I don't think there's any doubt that they need to move on from Daniel Jones. So with that answered, why on earth would you hire a coach who only became a candidate because he developed Josh Allen and a GM who became a candidate because of what his role was with the Buffalo Bills and turning that franchise around, which is predicated on drafting Josh Allen. Why would you not allow those two to do what they do best and what got them the job? So I'm on, I'm under the assumption that eventually, whether it be this year or next year, they are going to have a young quarterback. And as much as the offensive line is important, no doubt, there are other ways to do it. It's hard to get a game-breaking wide receiver. And if these three are what everyone believes them to be, and clearly Marvin Harrison Jr., I believe, is, then I think that's the path for the Giants. I want a quarterback or I want the receiver. I'll worry about offensive line other places. Because right now, if, you, if you're looking at all the experts grading, the tackles and the offensive linemen are further down the line than the quarterbacks and the offense and the wide receivers. I'd rather have that. Give me that. 877-337-6666. Dan and Belmar wants to talk about a subject I'm very passionate about, and that's Jordan Montgomery signing with the Mets. Do it now. Do it today. It makes no sense not to. Dan doesn't agree. I'm curious your thoughts, Dan and Belmar. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, C-Mac? Good man, how are you? Yeah, I, I don't agree. I'm good, thanks. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't agree with the uh, Jordan Montgomery to the Mets. I'm a big time Mets fan. Listen, I think it's pretty clear you're a smart guy. You know what the Mets are doing. Um, what are they going to let the kids play this year? Okay. My reasons for not wanting to sign Jordan Montgomery isn't so much that I think Jordan Montgomery sinks. I think he's a you know serviceable pitcher. I think he's good. Um, 
he's definitely not worth the money that Boris is commanding for him. That's a, you know part of the reason why he's still out there for all the teams to uh, to make offers at right now. But bingo, um, for why the not Mets, be one for the Mets? For the Mets specifically, it doesn't make sense just because the luxury tax is kind of screwing them right now. Jordan Montgomery, you're going to end up paying this guy $50, $55 million a year to pitch. The Mets are trying to reset their luxury tax, and they have a bunch of money coming off. Verlander, Scherzer, Bingo. James McCann, all that money. You, you, you're giving all the reasons why they should sign him. You're no, giving all the reasons why you should sign him. Because you're right. All right, so they, it's it's 50 for this year. It's not – It's the the contract isn't – when you sign someone, it's it's a year-by-year basis on whether or not you're over the luxury tax. So, yes, for this year, it'll cost them. Next year, they'll have money coming off the books, and it won't be doubled. But the problem is they don't – they have all this money coming off the books. And, you know, Steve Cohen's going to make to look to make a splash – with all these big free agents next year when it's pretty loaded. It's a loaded free agency class. Yep. You have Soto who, you know, who knows if he's going to be on sure. the Yankees. And you look at, you, you look, you look at the uh, pitchers that are available. There's some high, you know, some, some good guys. Yeah. Bieber comes to mind. Sure. Maybe Wheeler comes back to Queens. Who Burns. Knows? I'd rather, I'd rather wait on Montgomery, yeah. not sign him and try and go after these guys. Montgomery doesn't put the Mets over the edge this year as it is anyway. Even yeah. if they do sign. All right, well, here, here's a couple things. One, it improves this year's team, which uh, the idea that it doesn't make them a World Series favorite is the only uh, is the only justification for adding anyone is silly to me because we don't know. I don't think it would have. I don't think anybody thought to put the Texas Rangers over the line, and then he went into the playoffs. It was an absolute beast for them and pitched to a three point zero. Uh, um, excuse me, uh, pitched to a. Uh, uh, a three-two ERA for all of last year, a three-two ERA, uh, and was down was excellent for them down the stretch and into the postseason was probably the second best postseason pitcher uh, in all of baseball last year. And the idea that it doesn't make them a World Series favorite—that's the only way you could help this team—is fine. And then next year, is no one else going to want pitchers next year? How many pitchers right now do you have that you feel good about? Severino's not going to be in the rotation, you wouldn't think. Otherwise, you got to pay him if he's good enough to keep him. Manaya, same thing. Uh, like how many roster spots, how many rotation spots do you have to fill next year? Do you expect to be able to sign every single free agent pitcher? Is no one else going to want to sign a free agent pitcher in the market next year? Are the Mets going to corner no. every single free agent pitcher? Wouldn't it be nice to have a guy who throws to a 3.2 ERA, a proven postseason performer, and a guy who's pitched in New York already in your rotation next year with a little bit of leverage heading into a situation with a market where, yeah, okay, you're going to have to you know attack free agency and every pitcher knows you're desperate to sign one. I understand all those points. My point is, let the year play out. If without Montgomery, if the Mets overperform this year, I still don't think they'd win the division over the Braves. But say they can, you know, make some noise and finish second in front of the Phillies if they if everything okay. goes right and they all over overperform. Yeah, you can make trades at the deadline. To Great, get a and now you and now you're a, going against your plan in trading prospects. And now you're going against your plan. Your your the Met plan is to build this organization up from the top, uh, from bottom to top, and to keep these assets. Now, now you're asking to trade prospects at the deadline. No, it's being smart and letting the guys that you have already within the organization show what they have. They have three solid arms that are you know prospects that could make some noise as a big league pitcher. As big league uh, pitchers, you, you don't you, need to Jordan, go, you Jordan don't, Montgomery is going to hold back who exactly? Who's he holding gonna back? Take, he's going to eat. 
he's going to eat innings from guys that we need to see. Mike like Vassell. Like Dom- whom? Mike Vassell, Do- Dominic Hamill. Guys that the Mets need to figure I, out what they have. No, that's I, I, at the expense of not caring about this season? At the expense of losing yes. the season, you need to find. It doesn't make any sense. You need to find the out Mets about. Don't care about this season. Well, that's they unacceptable to clear. me. It, what, that's unacceptable to me. What, it's smart. No, it's not. Instead of throwing no, money, not caring, it, it, not caring about a season when you have the richest owner in baseball is not smart. It's not smart. It it's not smart because you saw what happened. Their plan backfired when they threw all that money on at. Scherzer no one's asking to go sign, and no one's asking to go sign a forty-five-year-old pitcher to a fifty million dollars contract. Go sign a thirty-year-old pitcher to a contract where he doesn't have any uh, qualifying offer or picks attached to him. It's just money. You have it. He's thirty years old. He's coming into his own, and he just went out and had a great year last year, and was an unbelievable postseason performer. And he's already played in New York. I'm sorry, it's not done. I'm holding back. So you're you're trying to it's important to see who these pitchers are, but then again, in the offseason, you're gonna have all these great free agent pitchers you can go sign. Like, I mean, so are you filling your rotation well, with young pitchers or are you filling it with veterans and free agents next year? Well, why hasn't anyone signed him yet then? Because the asking yeah. price is too high. But it's coming it's coming down now. His market's falling apart. I think a lot of it was that everybody assumed he was going back to Texas and they were just waiting for Texas to finish their TV deal. And then the Rangers said we're not doing anything. And now his, his entire thing has been in flux. Listen, I just don't see it with the Mets as far as all the reasons I already gave you. And plus they already they signed Manaya, who's also a lefty. And then they have another lefty, Quintana, in the rotation already. And then they have Peterson coming back. It's a lot of left-handed arms. Peterson but stinks. I, Why the hell are you concerned I, about Peterson coming back? Like, I agree with you. Well, I don't then think, what are we talking about? It's still another left-handed arm. He's not going to. If I have Montgomery, I don't worry about Peterson coming back. Like the, I don't want the, Peterson the coming back. Should. The question you should be asking as a Yankee fan is why aren't the Yankees going after Montgomery and instead trying because to get they're, Because no. they're in a different situation, and I get it, because because they don't want to go over the luxury tax and spend all that money, and, and at least they can look at me and say, you know what, Chris, as a Yankee fan, I don't want to spend whatever, say he's going to get $25 million. I don't want to spend $50 million on Montgomery. One, Montgomery doesn't want to be here. But let's say Snell for the argument. I don't want to spend $50, 60000000 million this year on Snell. One, he comes with picks attached to him. Two, I have to go sign and once uh, go get Juan Soto next year. But I've I can look. He can look at me and say, "I got you, Juan Soto. I got you, Verdugo. I got you, Stroman. I'm I'm big time on this year. I just upped payroll this year. I just changed our lineup. I just added Stroman. Uh, yeah, we're one pitcher short, maybe. But I've done a lot to improve this team. I brought in a generational player. What the Mets do? What the Mets do for this season? I understand. I'm not asking them to do much. You don't have to go out and get Bellinger. It made no sense to trade for Soto. I understand not signing Snell. He comes with two picks attached to him. I understand all of that. All I'm asking is for one lousy thing. They went out. They needed a bat. They went out and got a Choi and Voit. Like, can you do one thing? I understand. You're right. The the Yankees are saying no for the same reason the Mets are. But the Yankees went out and got Juan Soto and changed their team and are one of the favorites to win the division and be in the World Series. The Mets are talking about lucky to be 500. Can you do one thing that impacts this year? One stinking lousy thing? Listen, I think I think the Mets 
offseason, while it may be underwhelming, I think it's going to be very underrated when it comes around. Uh, the Yankees put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. Soto goes down. How's the World Series going to You know, the no, World Series aspiration is going to look for you. 100%, but that goes with everybody. I mean, that goes with anyone. I mean, I mean, look at the other team. I mean, if, if Adley Rushman goes down, do you think the Orioles are going to have true. a good I mean, year? If, I mean, well, yeah, it, it, it the, is pretty true. The, the other point was, to me, the Mets not getting Montgomery still have a chance in the NL because the NL is not as solid as the AL. The Yankees are in the best division in baseball. Well, I mean, I think you could argue that the, the Phillies and the, the Braves are pretty damn good, no? I think you could argue the Braves have the best roster in all of baseball. But, you know, the Braves are definitely good. Well, yeah, and, the, and the Phillies have down. been a playoff team and a playoff-proven performer. Look, Dan... I'm not telling you that I don't like the idea of a plan of building for the future. I do. I'm asking for one or two measly things to help a team to win this year. The idea that you as a Met fan have zero interest in making this year capable. You want to tell me if everything goes right, there's a chance, there's this. They haven't done one thing to make sure that this team is even close to being a playoff team. If everything breaks right, sure, maybe, just maybe. But... Can you do the one Mets, thing? Mets, Does this season winning have no value? Montgomery. Yeah, I know, but they have a the much Mets better be a... chance if they have him, and it's just money. I, and I, he's the I, richest I owner in baseball. It's not hurting you build anything. You're not losing anything. You're not losing anything. What, Budo how, innings? Stop. Stop. How many, how many extra wins does Montgomery give the Mets this year if they sign him? Three? Five? Maybe? Six? I, I I just don't. How see many it. extra wins really does don't. any one player give you? How many should they? Well, should you not add? Right should should no one add? Should not add? Should no one add anything? What? How many extra wins does he give you if you are lucky enough to make it to the postseason? How much better do you feel about him as opposed to your guy who's coming back uh, from injury uh, <laughs> in a, in a big time playoff spot, start? How much does that impact the team? It doesn't matter if the Mets make the postseason. That, that's the point you're missing right here. They're no, not winning the, the World Series. That's the point you're missing, Dan. And that's the point right there. It doesn't matter if the Mets make the postseason. That's a Mets fan arguing with me for the last 10 minutes, and the final words out of his mouth are, it doesn't matter if the Mets make the playoffs. How could you possibly agree with that? How could any Met fan honestly agree with that? It doesn't matter if you don't make the playoffs. It doesn't matter at all. You guys have been so blinded by what Steve Cohen is going to do for this franchise. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that that, and he's a good fan, and he's got a lot of valid points, and I respect him, and I'm sure he does. You know, I, I don't think he realizes exactly what he's saying, to be quite honest with you. They can't win the World Series. It doesn't matter if they don't make the playoffs. It's asinine. And no fan come spring, especially a team in New York with the richest owner in baseball, should ever start the season with, it doesn't matter if we don't make the playoffs. I'm not saying there's a playoff mandate, otherwise Stearns is out and, you know, the, the manager is out and, oh, it's, it's, it's win or be damned where the Yankees are right now. No. 
No one's saying that. But it doesn't matter at all? There's no value to it? You could win 60 games. You could win 90 games. It doesn't matter? What is going on? What exactly is going on with the Met fan right now? Because that's that's unbelievable to me. You have the richest owner in baseball. And I get it. He made mistakes signing older pitchers to short-term deals. What Should he never spend money again? You want to be run by the like the Milwaukee Brewers because you didn't immediately win a championship spending money? Do you think that's better? Montgomery doesn't guarantee you no. Go sign J.D. Martinez. Go sign Montgomery and give yourself a chance to really be good. Why not? Give yourself a chance to be a legitimate team. But no, it's okay because all that matters is the future. And all the free agent pitchers you'll have next year, yeah, you'll sign them all. No one else will want starting pitching. You won't have a market. It'll be perfect. You'll get every single, you'll get Burns, you'll get Bieber, you'll get everybody. They'll go out and then they'll spend money and it'll all be smart. It'll be smart money spent. No more of like, hey, look where it got us the last time around. Now it's going to be much better because you took a year off. And suddenly in that year, you transformed what the franchise is. And in that one year, you have answered all the questions you need answered. And you know exactly what Beatty is. You know exactly what Vientos is. You know exactly what all these pitching prospects are. And it doesn't matter. You're going to go spend a ton of money. You're going to get Juan Soto. You're going to get uh, the two, two, three aces in the rotation. It's going to be great. You're going to do everything. And because of that, and because this team right now isn't just a Montgomery away, it doesn't matter what happens. 2024, be damned. It doesn't matter. Who cares, Chris? You're focused on the wrong year. I guess I am. I'm not asking to move heaven and earth. I'm not saying go out and sign everybody. I'm not screaming today going, how the hell did you let Bellinger sign for $80 million? I'm not saying Snell's out there to be had. There's one pitcher who it's just money. He's, he's, he's the right age, and he's just come into his own, and he's been a, he was a brilliant playoff performer last year, and he's pitched in New York and been successful. And he doesn't come with any pit, the picks attached to him. He doesn't have a qualifying offer. There's in no way does it impact this team. In no way does it impact the plan. In no way. But, you know, you'd rather see the David Petersons of the world come back and throw again. Okay. Okay. Because this year doesn't matter. And you're okay with that. <sighs> I wouldn't be. I'm not. I'm not even a Met fan. I'm not okay with that. That gets my blood boiling, and I'm not even a Met fan. 877-337-6666. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because we're not good enough to win a World Series, so it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, everyone thought the Texas Rangers were good enough to win the World Series at the start of the year last year. Right? Remember? Remember when Jacob deGrom signed with the Texas Rangers and everybody called him a loser for wanting to go to the Texas Rangers? Enjoy losing 100 games, you loser. He got hurt, and they still won a World Series without him. They were, they were going to lose 100 games with him. That was the perception of last year for the Texas Rangers. They won a World Series without him, in big part because they added Jordan Montgomery. Maybe you want to look into him. Just saying.
Might be worth a discussion. See where he is right now as his market's falling apart. See what he's willing to take. Maybe it's an opportunity to pounce. Maybe that's what billionaires do. They see opportunity and they pounce. Maybe you should take a look at it. As opposed to just sitting with your feet up going, ah, the season doesn't matter. Because, you know, there's no way you could be the Arizona Diamondbacks. No way you can get to a World Series and be like the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're way, they're way better than you are. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. McMonagle here with you on the fan, taking your calls all the way to five o'clock. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Play fake. Jones rolls left, throws left, wide open for the touchdown. Is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The fan one zero one nine FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 344, McMonagle here with you. 877-337-6666. You know, real quick, I've been a proponent of the clean-shaven look of the New York Yankees. I understand that it's a little antiquated and outdated, and there probably are some players who hate it, and there are players who immediately grow beards and whatever in the offseason. And Glaber came in with a mustache. Mustaches are cool. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You you ain't cool unless you have a mustache. That's how how I've always gone about living my life. Um, I've had a mustache since I could have one. It doesn't matter. I'm not talking about me. But I understand that many players might not like it or whatever. And but I've been a proponent for it. I just think that it is what it is. It makes them a little bit different. I think you, there's a valid argument considering the patch on the uniform and nothing sacred anymore these days. Blah blah blah. blah. But. I would be willing to waive it and forego any sort of playoff uh, or any sort of uh, beard rule on one condition. If you want to grow the all-white Don Mattingly beard, you can have facial hair. If you want to dye it completely white, I mean, not even gray, he has a white I love it. I think it's an excellent look. Because I have a little bit, I can't grow a beard to save my life. I don't know when, I'm I'm 40 years old, I can't grow a beard. I don't know, I tried the beard kit and I rolled my face with like the prickly roller and, you know, put cream all over. I, I you know, shave every day for a month and a half, it doesn't matter. I cannot grow a beard. I don't know what it is. I have the, the mustache down, but I am, uh, you know, I'm a 13-year-old boy when it comes to facial. I'm not kidding. J.J. Albanese, who I went to high school with, there's a little shout out to J.J. Albanese if you're listening, J.J., JJ Albanese was 12 years old, had a better beard than I did when we played when I played tournament baseball with JJ. I'm not kidding. Can't grow a beard. It's patchy. It's disgusting. I hate it. I want that, but it is whatever does come in is a little salt and pepper. I got a little gray in the in the in the beard and the stash and the soul patch. I would ro- I know I'd look like Santa Claus because I'm portly, and we'll just call it that and be gen- kind to myself because I need a pat on the back. After I was considered not the good shepherd and a and sheep blank, um, that Don Mattingly beard is freaking awesome. I think he looks terrific. I love it. I'm I'm serious. I want to grow an all white beard. Now you got to have still some sort of color left in the hair. You can't be all, you know, gray and white. You got to have some either in the beard a little bit of 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 darkened hair, and then on your head you certainly need. To have some darn hair. You can't just be all white. Because then you're Santa. Especially someone of my size. But I love the Don Madden. I can't get enough of it. 
I'm seeing pictures of him and Tino and Bernie from the other day. Love it. I love that Don Manley beard. 877-337-6666. Eric and Ron Conkham. What's up, Eric? Hey, C-Man. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. Before I get to the Mets point, I, just, I, I can appreciate what you were saying yesterday about your son with his first kata going to Yellow Belt. Yes, that was so, the, that uh, was the first real moment I had of being nervous for my son. Like, you know, the uh, he's played some sports. You know, he's had, uh, you know, graduation ceremonies and had to, you know, sing and me even single out and say a line of something. But none of it was ever. I, I never had a moment like, oh, geez, if this goes bad, it's going to be a thing. And the first one was, yes, him testing for his yellow belt. in. Yeah, in I mean, they very rarely, you know, fail anyone anyway, especially no, at that level. But, I mean, yeah. but it's pretty cool to watch, though, that's for yes, sure. Yes, but it was my first moment of real nerve-wracking because there is, like, a thing. He's, <laughs> he's got, like, a, like a, a 35, 40-second floor plan thing where it's left, right, right punch. Like, he's, he's got to turn and pivot on the right foot. He's got to do, yeah. like, certain things, and he was working on it, and I knew it meant a lot to him. So it was the first time I was pacing and everything. I pulled out all my Yankee playoff stuff. So it was uh, it was very it was well, very nerve wracking, but he he passed. Yeah, I mean, him. if you, I mean, I know you said you saw some of the uh, the upper levels. I mean, wait till he starts doing that. I mean, yeah. you talk about you know talk about uh, involved. Uh, those, those higher level belts are yeah are crazy with what they got to do. But, yeah. Um, look, I got to say, I'm very disappointed with a lot of my fellow Met fans. Quite honestly, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm disappointed with a lot look, of them too. <clears throat> you know, not for not for nothing. Uh, no one, no one is expecting any of the moves that they make this year to put them over the top. I mean, right. we we all understand that, right? But but why can't you? I mean, with, with Montgomery now again, it's a moot point now because of the of the Boris stuff, and and I, I understand the whole money aspect to it and everything. But why can't you get? You know, you couldn't have gotten him at the end of last season. You know, for again maybe a three year deal, not going crazy, okay? But it, but next, you know, after the season. Then you pick up another pitcher, maybe two, depending on how everything shakes out. And now Montgomery is maybe your fourth or fifth guy, instead of sitting there, you know, hoping that he's maybe your second guy. Right. Right. Yeah, and, I, I and agree. So, so you have a great rotation, and then, you know, you don't have to worry, you know, uh, about having to have a guy like Peterson who has not been great lately, or or uh, McGill or, or, or whatever. Yeah, maybe they become McGill, your middle yeah. relief guys. No, and listen, I, I and. It's nice to have a guy in the rotation next year that you feel good about along with Sanga. Like, you know, you want someone to come. Like, you can't go out in free agency next year and expect to bring home every pitcher on the free agent market. Like, this right. guy I mean, well, because they haven't done that to begin with. And, and right. not only that, you know, you think these other players out there don't see what's going on? I mean, let's not forget what Scherzer said when he left. You think people didn't hear that? You know, the, his fellow you know pitchers and other players, they, oh, they don't know what direction they're going in. Right. You know, the, all, all of a sudden, you know, I mean, yes, I know they brought in the, you know, the smart guy for a GM, but you, you think there's still not some hesitation out there from other players? Of course. I mean, Man, and you so. gotta, and, and we talked about it. you got to have a product to sell. Like you, you gotta, you gotta have a team. Like if you're gonna, you're gonna sell Juan Soto. I talked about this yesterday too. Everyone just assumes, oh, they'll get Juan Soto. Oh, they'll get this guy. They'll get that guy. If there's a market for them in any way, shape, or form, do they want to go to a team that's won 78 games back-to-back seasons? Do they, is right. he going to want to leave the Bronx? Let's just say, you know, the 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 Yankees have the season we all think they're going to have, which is at least a playoff team, and, and you know maybe playing in an ALCS. 
right? I'm not, I'm not going to say they, if he wins the World Series, then sure, things dramatically change. But let's just say yeah. he plays a handful of playoff games in the Bronx, gets that atmosphere, hits a, hits a home run, has a curtain call, big moment, teams winning, him and Judge have this monster season. He knows it could be him and Judge for the next five, six years. And, you know, things went great in that first year. Okay, they didn't win the World Series, but they had a great year, played playoff games. And he's looking across town, and it's a, it's an absolute snooze fest the entire yeah. month of August and September for back-to-back seasons. Like, why, uh, why for $30, $40 million more dollars, do you think he'll leave that to go with that? Like, you have to have a product well, to sell as well. Yeah, and and, and to, to bring that up, look, look at what we've been learning the last couple of days of how, how players have been turning down. Exactly right. Yamamoto turned down more money from Philadelphia to go to L.A. Uh, and, and Judge turned down more money from San Diego to stay with the Yankees. So, I mean, they, you know, the, the, having the most money now does not necessarily mean it does not. It does that not. you're going to get the guy. Nope. And thank you for the call, Eric. It gives you a distinct advantage. No one's saying he doesn't have an advantage. It gives you a, a, a major advantage, and you are absolutely as likely, if not more likely, than anybody else to sign those guys, 100%. But it's not the only thing. This is not George Steinbrenner in, in, in 1978 where you, you offer, or 77, and it doesn't matter what's going on. He's going to be able to offer the most money, and that's where the free agents are going to go, or even in the 90s and 2000s. Everyone's offering big money. The Toronto Blue Jays were in on Otani. Like, everyone's offering big money. You also have to have a product to sell. You can't just sit back and go, oh, well, our biggest, we'll write the biggest check, so we'll get them. Back to back years, the biggest free agents on the market, this side of Otani. And that contract's so hard to judge, it doesn't even matter. But back to back years, the biggest free agents so far were Judge and Yamamoto, and both turned down the most money. Both. It's not just about the most money. It's a distinct advantage, but it's not just about that. And I hate the idea, hate the idea of, hey, well, it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee us a World Series, so why do it? Montgomery isn't going to win us anything anyway. Why waste the money? He's also for the next handful of years. It's not just this year, but it does add value to this year and give you a better chance. I just can't believe how many Met fans think that you know, this year is completely worthless and not worth trying to make better. Brian in Middletown. What's up, Brian? Uh, hey, Chris. Hey, what's up, Brian? Uh, I've called in before. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the Mets need to get Montgomery. We can't just kick away this season. Uh, go get him. It's just money, like you said. I mean, it's the I perfect fit. And I understand there's the luxury tax. I get all that, but why wouldn't you? I'm a I'm a 20 game holder because I I live in Jersey, so it's harder for me to get there. Okay, but I I go 20 games a year at least. Like, and they just raise my prices from like I think it was 2800 to like 4000. Right. So they raise the prices like. Can you not go get this guy so that we can have a chance? Yeah, I mean, I, I I completely agree with you. This is the perfect situation. I understand not going to get Snell. I understand a lot of other moves not happening. Fine, I get it. This guy, his, and right now, his market is really falling apart. 
Like, you have a chance to get him on a much better deal than you thought you'd go get him on. Like, at least have some, at least meet, and maybe they're meeting with him. I, again, I can only go by what I know. There's not been any connection to the Mets in Montgomery at all. Maybe they are talking to him. And if he signs for some outrageous number with the Boston Red Sox, like some crazy, crazy number, he gets $35 million a year, I'll, I'll come back and go, hey, his market was much better than I even thought it could have possibly been considering where it was and how it was you know, falling apart for Bellinger and Snell and how the Texas Rangers seemed out of it. And it ended up being way more than I thought, and I could understand not giving him that contract. But right now, it feels like his market is falling apart Go in there and take advantage and get a good pitcher who doesn't have a con, uh, doesn't have uh, picks attached to him. He doesn't hurt you in any way, and he's part of your rotation next year. Because Quintana is not on is not in your rotation next year. Free agent after this year. It's a one year deal for Severino. I mean, you're gonna have to fill a bunch of rotation spots, a bunch. Why not have one already in the bag? Go get a good legit, and then go get those aces too, and then have him as your third or fourth starter. And you're right that now that makes you dynamic rotation wise. I just I, I'm I'm baffled by it. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm uh, and the Met fans mentality here. Now, I know I've taken a couple calls that agree with me, so I I guess I'm starting to feel better, but way too many callers, way too many fans I talk to are just okay with it. Hey, I resigned myself to the idea that this isn't going to be the year. They told me back at the trade deadline last year. I knew it was coming. There's no surprises. Hey, anything's possible. It's the beginning of spring. Spring hopes eternal. There's a chance that they could still be a playoff team, right? Even without Montgomery, there's a chance. So we'll just let it play out. They're not going to make any big-time moves. It's okay. Like, and it doesn't matter because we're not World Series ready anyway. Like that's uh, for a Met fan to talk to me and then finish, you know. And I, to be fair, I ended the conversation for him. He would have kept talking, but the last thing he says is, "It doesn't matter if we win this year." I, I get it's not the end all be all. I understand you're not going to fire people. There's not a playoff mandate necessarily. Stearns is just starting his his tenure here as the head of baseball operations, and he, you know he's building something. But to flat out say it doesn't matter, there should never be a season. I've said this a bunch. I mean it. There are two things. The minute if I'm a Met fan, the minute Steve Cohen bought my team, and then I was like, "Oh, Steve Cohen! Oh, uh, ding dong! The Wilpons are dead! Oh, this is the greatest thing ever! We got a billionaire owner. He buy you know he buys Jackson Pollock's for wallpaper. It's going to be amazing." The one there are two things I never thought I'd have to worry about again ever. One was I always thought I would be at least have a legitimate chance, and that the owner would do everything in his power to try and make the season as as you know winning as possible. I never thought I'd punt on a year, and then I never thought I would allow a homegrown star to leave. Those are the two things when Steve Cohen takes over, I never worry about again. I never worry about punting on a season, and I never worry about losing my guy. And both of them are up for grabs right now because I think they are punting on the season and there's a chance Alonzo leaves, which would be, for me, a disaster in both accounts. Erroneous! Erroneous on both accounts. 877-337-6666. One hour left. McMonagle with you till 5 o'clock in the warm-up show right here on The Fan.